Welcome to the Bacon Games Podcast, your source for the latest from the MLB and the NFL. Let's get started with your host, Jesse. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Bacon Games Sports Podcast, or podcast. It's really mainly about sports. You know, I, I go on Twitter as Fantasy Sports Guy, but it's really just all sports. I love talking sports, mostly NFL and baseball, as y'all know. We throw in some March Madness now. I'll throw up my brackets when I do them later today. But anyway, whatever. This is the new episode. This is part six or five of the uh, hopefully 32-team series. I am not joined by a guest this time. Um, unfortunately... I can't get a hold of my guests who I had for this episode, um, but he did provide me with a bunch of answers uh, to questions I had. So I'm just going to go through them, um, and we're going to see where that gets us. This is for the Chargers. Probably should mention that before. This is for the Chargers. So, podcast, um, shit, not podcast, whatever, dude. All right, we're going to get started on the questions I had. Now, this these questions came at the beginning of free agency, or uh, the beginning of the month, really, like March, maybe the end of February, March-ish. So we're just going to run through them, and you know I'm going to give my own spin, my own responses to the responses that the person gave me. I believe they are he, him, but I'm not sure. Anyway, first question I had was, um, J.J. Watt is looking for a new team. Do you think the Chargers should be looking to sign him? Uh, would you want them to sign him? Obviously, you know, again, before Watt, which is one of the biggest first signings to Arizona uh, in, in the offseason, right? Or I guess before the season started, but anyway. Uh, his response was, Yes, the Chargers should pursue him, but he shouldn't be a priority. We are top 10 in the NFL in terms of cap space. The offensive line could definitely be addressed first, or should definitely be addressed first. And then there are many high-value offensive linemen free agents that will be available due to the fact that nearly half the league is in a cap deficit. Obviously, this makes a lot of sense. Um, We'll talk about it with the next question that that I had, but the Chargers are in need of some pass rush for sure, uh, with Bosa still there. It's pretty important to still have a, a pretty good pass rush on the opposite end of Bosa. So what obviously made sense to this team uh, going to the NFC West instead of the AFC West has got to feel kind of bad, but uh, we'll talk about the free agency stuff a little bit later. I, I agree with this response, too. If they have a lot of cap space, the line was pretty bad. Herbert was rushed a lot last year, or was pressured a lot last year. I think it's a pretty important thing to do. But mm, we'll talk more about the free agency when we get to it. But yeah, I think this response is pretty good. It makes sense to me. Um, I would have, if I was a Chargers fan, I would have liked Watt a lot. I think he fits better into like a 3-4 or a 4-3, yeah, 3-4 end than he does like a 4-3 uh, end. <laughs> but still, I mean, in, in any rotation, you can pretty much, especially for two years, the Arizona got him for is a pretty great deal. All right, number two. This kind of relates to the first, obviously. Um, but will Melvin Ingram resign with the Chargers? Will he be worth the high price tag? Uh, his answer was, the Chargers will almost certainly let Ingram go. He has declined rapidly and will likely want a one-year deal somewhere else. Yeah, this all makes sense. He's 32 years old, so probably not coming back to this team. And we'll get to it at the end, but we think this team is going to end up next year. Kind of feels like he might want to go somewhere and try and win uh, with the team, rather than being possibly on a team that isn't very good next year. It, it just makes sense, especially with the high price tag. I think Track had him... I don't even know how to say it. Sportrack? Sportstrack? I fucking hate their, their website name. I mean, I like the website a lot, but I hate their name. Let's see. He is slated on here for a market value of... I feel like I saw it in the realm of like 12... Yeah, 16? Uh, no, no, that, that was his, his uh, current contract was 16 million. Um, 11 million for three years for a 
30, he's going to be 32 years old pretty soon. 31-year-old, 32-year-old guy. Yeah, probably a lot. So 11.4 million is probably not worth it for the uh, team to bring him back. It just makes, it makes sense to me. I think this is probably fair. He said he was rapidly declining, and I don't necessarily think that his skills were declining too much, to be fair. I think that his injury history is a pretty big deal, and, you know, he's getting 30, 32 years old, so there are issues there for sure. Definitely for sure. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a fine response. I, I'm pretty much in agreement. Um, he obviously did let him go this, before this happened, so credit to the person. Uh, but yeah, this is a pretty fine answer. Let's move on to the third one. Talking about some other possible re-signings. Is Rashawn Jenkins coming back? What about Hunter Henry? Denzel Perryman? His answer was, Perryman will almost definitely be back. Jenkins is up in the air, and despite the fact that I completely disagree, it seems like the Chargers don't value Henry at around $10 million per year, so he'll likely go... Uh, as well, especially if we make a trade for Zach Ertz, which has been heavily rumored for weeks as a short-term replacement. Let's take this answer, you know, in a few spaces. Let's talk about Jenkins. Uh, oh, let's talk about Perryman. Denzel Perryman. Uh, I thought they should have brought him back, but the fact that they didn't is fine. He signed a two-year undisclosed. I haven't been able to find the, the numbers undisclosed deal with Carolina. Carolina, you know, he's 29 years old, Perryman. He had a really good year last year, if I'm remembering correctly, at least per PFF. Uh, and I think per what I saw on film, because I watched every game. He, he, was, he was pretty good last year, 29 years old, though. A little weird for this Carolina defense that's pretty young, but they're putting it together pretty pretty well, I think. It, it, not this year. They'll probably be like a 7-9 team, 8-8 eight eight team this year, depending on who's quarterbacking. Even with Teddy Bridger, I think they can get there. But I think he's a little old for what they want to do. They're like a, they're still like two years away from being good, I think, Carolina. But they're going to rapidly get there. Matt Rule does that, so probably a good signing for them. He didn't come back. Um, they're going to be looking for a linebacker help. They already have... Kyler, or not Kyler Murray, Kenneth Murray as one of their young linebackers, so maybe another one in the draft. They're probably positioned to possibly take one in the second round, depending where they fall, uh, depending on where Bolton and... Oh, God, I forget the other guy's name. There's two good linebackers I think should go in the first round, in the mid-first round, too, even. Uh, but I, I don't know if they'll go there. Well, we'll see. But anyway, so they lost out on Perryman. He's not back. Jenkins up in the air. Obviously, true. Uh, Jenkins did sign with the Jaguars for a pretty big deal, probably the biggest deal in free agency. Not too much guaranteed cap. Let me see. The guaranteed was 16 out of the 35 million for four years. There's an out after two years, $17 million. So we'll see how he does. He's 27 years old. The defense for the Jaguars, obviously in full rebuild mode, but we definitely needed a safety. Expect them to draft a safety at 25. And then I expect them to take Barrymore at 25. And they've added a lot of guys on the defensive free agency. So we'll see what they do. Cause I really thought the Jaguars would be adding, I don't want to make this a Jaguars podcast or anything like that, but I really thought the Jaguars would be adding a lot more depth, uh, I think they wouldn't be adding so much depth in free agency rather than through the draft, but, you know, new coaching staff, new new GM, even though he's the interim GM, they want to try out guys. I get that. I, I think that's fine. Uh, you know, we're getting off topic a little bit. Uh, Hunter Henry obviously went to New England to go back to that Aaron Hernandez and uh, Gronk situation, which is cool. They just need a fucking quarterback because Cam Newton is absolute garbage. And if you watch the games last year, you know I'm telling the truth. I, I don't know how you could watch those games last year and actually come away with thinking Cam is a good quarterback. You can't. It's impossible. Now, it is possible that the wide receivers were so bad and that the line, eh, line was still pretty good. But it's possible wide receivers so, were so bad, the entire offensive you know, playmakers were pretty bad. That Cam didn't really stand a chance, but I find that highly unlikely. He was making terrible throws a lot, more interceptions than touchdowns, and you're starting job back. I know he's a rusher too, but man, that is, I don't know how you do that in the NFL. I would have rather had like Mitch on this team. He did just sign with Buffalo, so not happening, but yeah, the last one, Oh, I'm sorry. So I want to address the Zach Ertz thing, too. He hasn't been traded yet. Uh, I saw two days ago, I think Schefter tweeted out or Rappaport tweeted out that the Eagles are allowing him to explore a deal. Uh, I, I don't hate trading for Zach Ertz here, depending on what you give up, sure. 
they need a tight end replacement. Um, oh, they signed, sorry, they have signed a tight end replacement, haven't they? They signed uh, Jared Cook for one year, $6 million, looks like $4.5 million guaranteed. So they have their short-term replacement. I think Cook is a fine replacement there. He might not play all the games, so don't fire away your, not Guyton, the other, the other, I forget the other tight end's name, but not Guyton. Uh, Parnum, Daniel Parnum, right? Wasn't he like XFL or CFL or something like that? He has some, he had like three or four touchdowns last year. So I, I he'll probably get some chances with Cook, Cook being there. He's 34 years old, probably won't play the full season, uh, healthy at least. So if they, they can still trade for Zach Ertz though. You, this league, you could use two tight end sets. I mean, that's what Zach Ertz was doing with the Eagles. So I don't think it's a bad idea if they still want to trade for him, just depending on if the price is right. But again, these questions were, or these answers were before, you know, for agency really ramped up. But anyway, let's move on to the next question. Number four, looks like Tri Turner. Uh, might be getting cut for cap reasons, slash subpar play, slash injuries, obviously. Um, good move to free up $11 million. Seems like the Chargers need all the help they can get it online. Yeah, he says, absolutely. Try was a massive disappointment last year, and we need to free up all the cap space we can in order to sign higher quality offensive linemen, which again, will be of plentiful supply this offseason due to other teams' cap situation. Accurate, very accurate, uh, the second part especially. Uh, a lot of teams did cut a lot of guys that are useful, and we'll talk about that when we get into the free agency, more of the free agency section of this podcast. But yes, there are a lot of guys that they could sign, and they did sign some guys, so it makes sense. This is absolutely a spot-on answer, I believe it. They cut Tri Turner, which was, you know, they traded Okun for him last year. I thought maybe he could be pretty good, uh, but this just saves a bunch of cap, and I honestly thought this was a good trade when Carolina did it initially, or I'm sorry, when... Uh, <laughs> this isn't a Carolina podcast, even though I mentioned Carolina a few times. This is a Chargers podcast, an LA Chargers, LAC, not LAC, not LA Clippers podcast. So yeah, it makes sense to cut try. I, I think that's fine. That answer is perfect. Um, not really much to discuss uh, besides offensive line that they signed that we'll get to later. So number five, speaking of offensive line, we talk a lot about offensive line here. It was a big issue for the Chargers. I mean, both sides of the line are huge issues for the Chargers, I think. So, makes sense to talk about them, right? So, speak in number five, fifth question. Speaking of the offensive line, what is the Chargers' plan for addressing the offensive line in the offseason? Herbert was consistently under pressure, and he handled it well, per VFF, but that doesn't seem to be a consistent trait that quarterbacks have year to year. Can, you know, per VFF. I, I trust him pretty well. Obviously, I'm in PFF simp. You can call me that, whatever. The answer was, the offensive line is our biggest weak spot, and I don't think that is really up for debate. I, I could agree with that. Our GM, Tom Telesco, has shown his one true weakness to be fixing the line. However, in saying that, we have only taken one O-lineman in the first round since uh, he got here, Fluker, in 2013. I believe that Telesco... Telesco? I think that's how you say it. Telesco should once again be aggressive in free agency to try and be sure... Uh, to try and sure up at least one of the guard spots, make a move for another tackle opposite of Balaga, but it would be foolish not to draft a tackle guard at 13. Okay, I guess... We can talk about the free agency stuff, because I agree with all that stuff. They obviously need to address offensive line. I think it was their biggest weakness last year. Not running back, really. Not quarterback last year, at least. Uh, offensive line, definitely. Not wide receiver. Wish Mike Williams to stay healthy, but they liked Parnum, and they liked Guyton, who was like a big threat guy, or a deep threat guy. Defensively, I still think defensive line could use a lot of work. Linebackers could use a lot of work. That's... Probably true of most teams, though, for linebackers at least. And they have Kenneth Murray, so we'll see how it comes along. The secondary is pretty good, but they did lose uh, Rashawn. So, I, I, you know, I think it is fair to say offensive line was their biggest thing last year, and it still remains their biggest thing up until free agency. We'll talk about that, obviously. So this is a great answer. Um, this is pretty good. It would be foolish not to take a tackle guard to 13. It depends who's there. They're, uh, this team could take a cornerback, a 
I don't even think a linebacker would be crazy at 13. A cornerback, a defensive tackle, like, I think another guy, oh, Barrymore, Barrymore, the guy out of uh, Alabama. I like him a lot. He, he, he should be a mid-round pick, but he's going to go late, and that's going to be terrible. Uh, but offensive line would be good, too. I don't know about Foolish. I don't know if I agree with that, but it's a really good answer otherwise, I think. So, what do you think of new coach Brandon Staley? How are you happy with this signing? His uh, response was, yes, Staley should hopefully uh, prove to be a big upgrade over Lynn. He seems to know what he's doing with personnel, football-wise, uh, more than Lynn ever did if he isn't uh, as touted highly as a leader. I'm very happy that we were able to get him. Okay, so I didn't think this was a great signing, to be honest. Uh, this guy is 38 years old, uh, assistant coach for the Broncos and the Bears, you know, oh, defensive coordinator for the Rams last year, apologies, uh, he's just pretty young, I don't really like defensive coordinators coming in for, uh, jobs for, <laughs> for head coaching, um, and I especially really don't like this because, and I know Anthony Lean wasn't very good, he made some, you know, pretty bad coaching mistakes in, insofar as we could see, because, you know, we saw it, like, at the goal line, I remember, it was, like, week 10 in the middle of the season where he just fucked up that game and they lost because of that, like, he made some questionable coaching decision, decisions on play calls, but to his defense, I will absolutely say he got the most out of Justin Herbert that his college coaches really couldn't figure out how to do, at least for most of the time. So going to a different coach, especially defensive-oriented one, he was defensive coordinator for the Rams last year, really feels like this could be one of the markers that we early markers that we see for Herbert taking a step back in year two. Uh, I'm a little worried about that, as I think most people should be, but I'm the only one it feels like, so we'll see. Uh, but, you know, this guy, uh, you know, coaches are tough, and I'm willing to be wrong on that. They're really hard to predict. They're really hard to see who's good and who's not. Like, I, I think if you were to go and ask like, Seattle fans, or if you were to go to ask any fans who have had a good coach for a long time, unless they're like Bill Belichick or even Andy Reid, uh, there'll be, like, divided opinions. Like, I, I think if you ask Seahawks fans especially, they'll be like, what's the problem here? What's the problem with this team? Is it Pete Carroll? I'm not sure. It's, it's, it's just difficult, I think, to, you know, look at a coach and really give them an accurate assessment. It's so much easier to do for players. So much easier. Not not perfect, obviously. It can't be perfect. But I think it's a lot easier to do that. So if, if he's, you know, a Chargers fan, he thinks this is a good signing, um, I think it's probably fine, even though I might not agree. You know, I do, but I do agree that Lynn was pretty bad last year, at least for, you know, the coaching situation-wise. But I think it was pretty good for Herbert, and I think that's obviously pretty important for an offense, so, yeah. All right. Woo! Let's move on to free agency. Who are the Chargers looking to target? Who do you want them to grab? Uh, so guys that I saw popping up before were guys like Trey Henderson, Gerald Everett, Brandon Scherf, Joe Thune, Trent Williams, Xavier Rhodes, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chris Godman. You know, I, I don't really like giving out the free agent names. I try to get off the guys that I don't think are going to be tagged. Like, I didn't think all these guys would be tagged, and it looks like the only one who was tagged was Godwin. So, I feel pretty good about that. But, yeah, I, I would have put more guys in there, but most of them got tagged like, you know, we thought they should have. So, his answer was, Scherf and Tooney, uh, Thuney, Tooney, the Thuney, whatever, the Patriots guy, or ex-Patriots guy, right, ex-Patriots guy? God, I forget already. There's been so much action in free agency, man. It's 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 really a lot. So, anyway, he said that Scherf and Thuney are two free agencies that I would love for us to go after. Our line was abysmal in the trenches last season. That affected our running game significantly, and even Herbert was able to, and even if Herbert was making, was able to make it up for himself, uh, I, I think I'm gonna go sick, uh, you know, a little, like, in parentheses, sick. There, so I, th I think you know he's just saying that Herbert was under a lot of pressure, which I I, I totally agree is the case. So they did address it. Uh, they did address their line in free agency with uh, Corey Lindsay on a five-year deal. Another lineman from Green Bay, five-year deal, sixty-two million dollars, twenty-six only twenty-six guaranteed at signing. So you know there's a there's an out after two years, twenty-six million. So 
not, you know, for a 30-year-old guy, that they probably won't play on this team until he's 35. He might, uh, but I really, really doubt that. And uh, they did, so they got a center, and they also got a right tackle in that. Fillier? Fillier? Uh, third years, 21 million, you know, guaranteed 14. So this is pretty much a two-year deal with, like, a third-year team option, pretty much. And he'll be, like, 32. Same age as, oh, no, actually, he's one year younger than Lindsay. So he is, you know, I'll... I'll I would say these are good signings for the immediate term for two next two years, maybe three years for, for Feeler or however you say that name. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, it wasn't exactly, you know, the biggest prizes in free agency. You know, we did see one of those guys go to, uh, we did see, uh, what, Joe Thune, right, went to uh, Kansas City. And where did Scherf go? I don't even know. There have been so many free agency moves. Is he still out there? I don't think he's still out there, right? Brandon Scherf, where did Brandon Scherf go? Um... Oh, they used the tag on him. Oh, there was no guy that used the tag on him, right? He's still in Washington. Washington's going to be good next year. It's impossible for them not to be good, I think. Uh, so anyway, so we didn't get those two guys, but they did add two offensive linemen that he talked about here. So I think that's a pretty good deal. You know, even if they're not very, even if the Chargers aren't very good and these guys play well, it'll still help Herbert's development. You know, keeping that guy upright is really important if they want to have a chance to win. And we'll talk about how he feels about them, you know, record-wise next year and how I feel. We'll get into that So at the end of the podcast. So... Yeah, I mean, he, I think you got your kind of wish here. They also added... Who else did they add? It was those two guys. And... Oh, Cook. Yeah, Feeler. And uh, Lindsay. And um, that's it so far, at least on Sport Track, as far as I'm, I, I can see. There might have been little ones that they didn't include, but I, I think that's pretty much it right now. Big contracts, though, they gave out, so, you know. It's not like they were doing nothing, and they, they addressed the offensive line, which is pretty good, so... Yeah, I think that was fine. That was a fine answer. Um, made sense. And uh, yeah, we're there for it. So the next one, we are going to talk about the draft. Who are the Chargers taking in the first round? Are there any other guys outside the first round you're looking for the Chargers to get? So some, example, some examples that I found, you know, around the internet regarding the draft are Elijah Vera Tucker, Rashawn Slater, Christian Darashaw, Patrick Sertain, Gregory Rousseau on the edge, Co Cosme, offensive tackle, JC Horn, cornerback. I mean, any of the cornerbacks in the first round could be there. And Jalen Waddle if he falls. Which I think he'll be the only, uh, I think the, the two wide receivers will go top 10. I think Chase and Smith will go top 10. And I wouldn't be surprised if some team even traded up to try and get one of those guys, because they are insane. But this is a deep wide receiver class, uh, supposedly. I, I think it is. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like halfway through my draft process, so we'll see what I come up with that. But anyway, his answer was, Slater comes to mind, but I also wouldn't mind Vera Tucker again. Vera Tucker, again, offensive line, must be addressed in the first round this year, and Telesco needs to face his demons uh, as Velenor for this to happen. Another skill position player is not with his team age right now. So, it's interesting to bring that up when we, you know, just talk, maybe he just said he will, in, in the previous question about free agency, maybe he just wanted the guys to get for, uh, to get offensive linemen in free agency, he wasn't sure if they were going to get there. I think maybe some things might have been changed with his answer if he knew that they got two offensive linemen guys there. Uh, I don't think they need to draft an offensive lineman, but I think it would be fine there, too. I mean, if Slater falls, I think he's, he's a slam-dunk pick there from what I've seen so far. I like Darishaw a lot. I think he should go a lot higher than he's projected to go so far. Like, I think he could be uh, a top 15 pick, and it looks like he's probably going at the end of the first round, maybe, or maybe in the middle. Depends on the mock drafts. I haven't checked them too much in the past three days because I've just been occupied, you know, with free agency, obviously. But, yeah. Uh, I, so, okay. Not but. Not yeah. He says Vera Tucker, guys like that. I think they could take offensive linemen, but they didn't add an edge. They have yet to add an edge. And I think a guy like Rousseau, I'm not really sure how much I like him, but at least some kind of defensive end or some kind of edge guy I think would be pretty good at the spot, honestly. Uh, adding to the to the defense with a young guy would be good. They have a lot of young players who are very good as long as they're healthy. 
So adding some more young guys in a draft right now would be great to supplement that when those guys get paid, right? So if they get paid by the Chargers, we'll see. But I think that's fine. I think even a cornerback like Sertain, or I'm really liking Asante Samuel Jr. from what I've seen so far, but he's probably not going in the first round. Man, if, if the Jaguars get him in the second round, whew, I don't want to turn this into a Jaguar-centric podcast, man, but I'm here and I love the Jaguars, man, and oh, I would love to get Asante Samuel Jr. at like 42 or whatever, but I also want Pat Firemuth, so we'll see how it goes, and I think he could be a first-round pick, too. Not Probably not Pat, but maybe Samuel, maybe. Uh, I also think of a guy like Waddle Falls. He would be great to pair with Herbert. Uh, they don't need it, I don't think, but a guy who can stretch the field like a Deshaun Jackson clone, which people are saying Waddle is, I'm not sure if I'm there yet, uh, he'd be great, because they would have Keenan Allen, they'd have all the wide receivers you could need, all the guys you need, they have the big dude who uh, can make contestant catches in Mike Williams, they've got a guy who's a great route winner, great hands, probably one of the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL, and Keenan Allen, and they have a deep threat guy to stretch the field, who's better 100% than fucking Guyton would be, or could ever be, in Waddle, and that would be great for the offense, for sure. So I think there there's, there's, would be a lot of options at 13. Trading out, I'm uh, not sure if there's a quarterback still there, like Mac Jones and maybe the Patriots want to take a jump at him and jump up a bit. I think that would be fine. If they were to get some kind of decent haul from that, I think trading out would be fine because there are a few positions of need or at least to get younger on this team. So if they want to trade back and get some more picks, I think that would be fine. They haven't added too much of free agency, like I said, so bringing in a lot more rookie talent, young rookie talent on a team that we're not really sure where they're going to be in the NFL next year would be, I think, fine, honestly. So, again, this is a fine answer. All these answers have been really good, honestly. They've been pretty good, especially for, you know, what we saw when I sent them to, like, the end of February. So, yeah, pretty good stuff. All right, we're rounding down to almost the end of the podcast. This is going to be a short one, because I guess it's just me. So, I mean, a little short one, a little fun short one for y'all. But let's talk about my ninth question. We got one more after this. Let's talk about reasonable expectations for the Chargers next year. Where do you give them finishing the AFC West record or whatever? And his answer was, I personally cannot speak to that. The team is very bipolar. I can see anything from 6-10 and 10 to 12-4. and 4. And then he notes, also, it really depends on our coaching. I can agree on it depends on the coaching. I think it depends on injuries. Uh, are we ever going to see... God, why is the name escaping me but the safety? Derwin James. Are we going to see Derwin James for a full season again? <laughs> I'm unsure, man. I'm really unsure. So we'll see if the defense is able to keep it together and stay healthy. If the team can stay healthy, maybe they can be an 8-8 eight eight team. I think that's, you know, a 10-win team could be their ceiling. I just think Herbert might crash and burn. At least in, he, he's at least going to crash and burn in some games. He's going to lose them at least two games next year. I'm 100% th- think that. But we'll talk about Herbert next. I, I think this team is going to be down to the coaching and the quarterback play if they're able to follow out this pretty good offseason with a good wide receiver or a good skill position player that they're adding still. There's still some good wideouts out there. They can add a wideout uh, if they want to. Obviously, don't spend too much money, but I'm sorry. If they if they add anyone good in the draft, they have a good draft finishing out this pretty good offseason. Adding offensive line depth is, is pretty good, or not even depth, just starters, is pretty damn good. I'm pretty happy about that for them, but man, I don't really know. The defense could be a little shaky. I'm not really sure about the cornerbacks too much. Uh, defensive line, we'll see if they add anyone to the edge besides Bosa, um, to opposite side of Bosa. Mm, 6 and 10 is what they were, I believe, this year. So another repeat would be really disappointing, but man, I I don't know. It feels like 10 wins is definitely their ceiling, not not 12 for sure. I feel like this team might finish 8 and 8, 7 and 9. Something like that. Were they seven and nine this year? They were. They were below five hundred. I'm pretty sure. But I mean, they had. They were. You know, I think they did finish seven and nine because I remember them being like one and six. And starting with the Jaguars game, they went on like a huge run. Uh, because of Herbert, really. Uh, and I'll cop to that for sure. Herbert had a great year last year. I just don't think it'll continue. So 
Yeah, I think the trajectory is down, not up, for sure. But we can talk about that next, my next question. So he says either 6 and 10, 12 to 4, the coaching will definitely be important. That's a great thing to do because a new coach, new system, likely, and all that stuff. Herbert getting two coaches in two years is not good for him either. Eh, I keep mentioning Herbert, but he's the guy who I really want to talk about because he's the guy I feel strongly, strongest about for this team. But a- a- anyway, uh, yeah, he says 6 and 10, 12 and 4. I'm leaning more like 8 and 8. Kind of how I feel about this team. If they stay healthy. If they don't stay healthy, man, they're, they're probably winning like six games. Which sucks, because you don't want to be in limbo like this. This is the worst. This is why I like what the Jaguars did, because... And again, I'm mentioning the Jaguars on a, a Chargers podcast. Fucking blow me. Sue me. Uh, but, you know, I'd rather a team go 1-15, rather than second being this purgatory, like 6-10, and 8-8, and 7-9, and nine for like four or five years, and just wasting talent. No no one wants that. No one should want that, at least, you know? You want your team to either rebuild, or go, or go for it. This team is kind of going for it, but uh, I feel like they need to pick a lane. Kind of like the Falcons, too. Anyway, the 10th question and the final question of this podcast is biggest thing and final thing. Let's talk about Herbert and your expectations going forward. His answer, probably the biggest answer on here. All right. Hopefully Herbert is able to continue to progress at the current rate he has progressed so far. I have very high hopes for him uh, and think that he could be in the MVP conversation very soon if we sure up the offensive line and have better coaching than last year. It all comes down to if he can start to win more games uh, than lose at the last second. True, that was a coaching issue. <laughs> but I truly believe that Herbert will give us our best shot at winning a ring compared to uh, what Rivers and Fouts were able to do. But it all starts with the offensive line. I uh, Let's break this down. Hopefully Herbert will continue to progress at the current rate he has progressed so far. Hopefully. I mean, it's it's certainly possible. You know, anything in the NFL is possible. I just give it like a 30% chance to progress like he did last year. Uh, this guy's giving me like an 80 probably percent chance. He's very high hopes for him. I don't uh, think he'd be in the MVP conversation soon. Nope, I don't think so. Uh, if we show up the offensive line, definitely will help, I think. I think it will definitely help him out, which, you know, one of his biggest knocks that I had coming out of college was decision making. I still think a lot of that is there. A lot of his touchdowns last year were big bombs, which were fine. And, you know, his wide receivers will help him out with that because I like his wide receivers. I like the group he's with. I like Eckler a lot. But, man, you know, I just don't think he's there as a player. He'll make a lot of dumb mistakes. I mean, we saw what happened against the Patriots, and you can give me the Patriots dominate rookie quarterbacks, but then you have to admit that Tua Tagovailoa is the best rookie quarterback um, in the class because he played so much better against the Patriots than any rookie quarterback that played him this year. So, fuck you, is what I'm saying. Uh, agree that Tua is better than Herbert. That's all I'm going to say. And I uh, actually, <laughs> I know it sounds facetious the way I say it, but I think Tua will have an absolutely better career than Herbert will, for sure. Even though Herbert is run rookie of the year, I I still think Herbert will. Uh, uh, to it will. So I was excited to get into this a little bit with him, but you know, what are you going to do? Can't, can't always win him. Can't always lose him. I'm sure if people listen to this, or I'm sure if I talk enough about it on Twitter, I'll get someone to t- come talk to me about Herbert and I'll bring the statutes. I'll bring the debate, bro, shit. And we'll get into it. But you know, not right now. Not when I'm just literally talking to myself pretty much, but you know, giving a Herbert, giving them a better shot at winning a ring than Rivers and Fouts. I, you know, as weird as it sounds, as weird as I've been shitting on Herbert, it's, I feel like that might be a true statement, honestly. Uh, Rivers was a above average quarterback, uh, but never really elite. I don't really, I don't really, I don't really watch Dan Fouts, to be honest. So I, I can't really speak as much to that, but yeah, I really did have Rivers pretty much going up like my whole football watching. I, I feel like he came into league, what, 2004 with Manning, right? And that's when I really started watching football, you know, middle school, going into high school and stuff like that, 2004, 2007, 2008 and stuff. So, uh, you know, I, I watched a lot of, a lot of Rivers for sure. And he was, you know, a very above average quarterback, very good quarterback, you know? you know, good quarterback, I would say, definitely, but 
Herbert is could swing so wildly this way or that that maybe he will become an elite quarterback, and I'm totally fucking wrong. I'm willing to be... I'm, I mean, I could be wrong. I'm not willing to be wrong. I don't think I'll be wrong, but I can be wrong for sure on Herbert, and he definitely has a better shot to be elite, but he also has a really good shot to be not that good, I don't think, or at least mediocre, as in... And when I say mediocre, I don't mean, like, he's, like, Andy Dalton, like, middling mediocre. I mean, he's, like... He'll be really good one game, bad the next game, and you'll see a lot of that, and then maybe there'll be a bad season. The next season, he'll have a really good season. It'll be, like, back and forth. I think there's a lot of that with Herbert's game we saw in college, and I think there'll be a lot of that in the NFL. So I think we saw a lot of that so far, uh, in his career so far, which is, again, a short career. Hard to extrapolate, but here I am. Uh, and the final one that he said was, it all starts with the offensive line. I get that. I, I kind of agree. I'm, I'm definitely a guy who's going to build your team out with the offensive and defensive line, but quarterback is the most important position in the offense. It's, I think it's undeniable, but the offensive line will definitely help uh, for sure. So yeah, that's all the questions that we had, all the stuff. Um, unfortunately, I don't, I didn't really get, you know, I didn't, this guy didn't really say anything to me. I haven't really talked to him in like two, two weeks. I know he's active on Twitter, but he hasn't really responded to any of my DMs. So I don't feel like, you know, mentioning his name, I'm not really sure if he wants to, but you know, keeping it private, I think it's fine for me to, like, talk about his answers, because he gave me his answers, so, gave out his answers, that's what he thinks, what a Chargers fan in the Twitterverse thinks about the Chargers, and I think these are pretty good answers, honestly, overall, even if we disagree, especially about Herbert, and I think a little bit more about the coaching than maybe, you know, maybe they would have thought, this person would have thought, but, you know, there it is, uh, the Chargers will be an interesting team to watch for sure, they're in a pretty, Tough division if Denver can get a quarterback uh, who isn't Drew Lock, isn't named Drew Lock. Um, but yeah, they might be the second best team in the division, or they could be the last. I mean, the Raiders, I don't know what the Raiders are doing, but they're killing Derek Carr. They're killing my Derek Carr stocks. We're trading with all these offensive linemen, but uh, at least they're getting better on defense with Yan. It'll be kind of cool to see Yan in uh, the silver and uh, black. Silver and, I was going to say silver and purple, silver and gold. Silver and black. Wouldn't it be cool if they were like, if the Raiders were like silver and. Uh, and gold for like Las Vegas to be all like glitzy and glittery. That'd be really cool. Anyway, that's my final thoughts to end this podcast. I hope you guys enjoy, you know, um, no plug, but, and this is a short one. So if you want to check out a quick Chargers recap right before free agency, this is your podcast. Um, hope you all had a good time. Thanks for listening to the Bacon Games Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BGF Sports and be sure to tune in next time.